tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, Ed McGrogan here, Tennis.com podcast. I want to welcome a very special guest to the podcast today. It's seven-time Grand Slam singles champion John McEnroe. John, thanks for taking the time to join us here. Yeah, glad to be. Glad to be on a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're playing in the Power Share Series. You're actually playing um, every week and starting this Friday in Surprise, Arizona. Uh, sorry, Saturday, 6 p.m., um, I have to say, as a fellow New York Rangers fan, I'm looking forward to watching a league that kind of has its act together uh, after dealing with the lockout here. So um, did you have a, a desire to play every week this uh, season? No, not necessarily. But uh, I think that um, the fact that it's spread out makes it a little bit easier. And uh, the format helps me, obviously, because uh, you're only playing one set. So. I mean, it's 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 exciting and certainly challenging to be have to to play guys younger and obviously that have have had a lot of success of their own as well. So I certainly have my hands full, but there's a definite upside as well. So it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, in um, in Arizona, you're playing with Todd Martin, Michael Chang, Jim Courier. It's actually the same lineup as the last event um, in what was the Champion Series last year in Buffalo and. Um, this time you're scheduled to play second your semifinal against Chang. Um, the way it works with the format, do you prefer to play actually the first match or the second match, or does it really matter to you? Uh, well, let's put it this way. If I knew beforehand that I was going to win, um, I suppose it would be an argument for either way. On the one hand, if you play first, you give yourself about it the better part of 45 minutes to an hour to sort of prepare sort of get get back into it. But then again, um, if you play second, uh, presumably the time is going to be uh, a lot less, but you sort of are going to be hot to some extent and warm and, and ready to go. And I mean, I train for two sets. I don't train for one set. So um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out, what, which will be better, if it's just on a given day or actually it, it benefits some one of the players that plays first and has a chance to regroup or vice versa. So it's it's a little difficult to say right now, but um, I think you can make an argument for either either one. You're going to get um, Michael Chang, like I said. You didn't play him last year um, throughout the series, but um, obviously you know, you know much about his game, of course, previous encounters. Can you just talk a little bit about Michael and what you expect to see from him? Well, obviously, what made him a great player was his speed. So as you get a little older, uh, we all lose a little bit of that. I mean, I'm not as quick in that, and he's not as quick around the court, but he still covers the court well. So, I mean, in this format, you have to come out ready to play. I mean, he's a guy that doesn't beat himself. I mean, um, both of us would like to win some points off our serve, uh, if, if possible, so that we could maybe take a few more chances off the return game. But, I mean, in this format and, and in general the way I play and Michael we both have sort of the uh, we, we go in with the attitude we don't want to beat ourselves and then you sort of offer how well he's playing and sort of make a, a quick adjustment if you need to but uh, we're not going to be getting away from the, the type of game that made us succeed I'm going to still be aggressive when I can and um, you know Michael's going to scramble around make you hit that make me hit that extra shot so it's going to come down to sort of being able to execute that tougher shot in the, the third or fourth or fifth shot of a rally. Right. Um, for, you know, we talk about 
it's a time of year in tennis where uh, the pro tours are really kind of winding down to the off season, but but for you guys, it's really just the start of your season here. Um, what did you do for for training for this two month uh, series here? Is it a thing where after the U.S. Open you kind of really ramped up your training, or has it been kind of a all year round try to keep in you know in playing shape really you know from start to finish? Yeah, I try to keep in shape all year round because our, our schedules sort of spread out a little bit too much, but that's sort of the way it was when I was on the tour. And, I mean, obviously that's something that's been talked about for the past 25, 30 years, consolidating the schedule on the main tour. And and they're starting to do that a little bit better. Um, but on, on our tour, um, you get to pick and choose, obviously. So it's uh, – you can – Set your schedule more according to sort of what what suits you and what you where you feel like playing. Um, obviously, doing the commentary at the big events uh, is for me great just to do the majors, but it's 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 pretty fatiguing. And you know, I was I was away from home quite a bit from say the French on through the Open, and um, wasn't able to sort of train the, the the way I wanted or the way I was used to. I sort of got off the schedule. And I also did the Olympics for the first time covering that. So that sort of set me back a bit. But so the past month or so, I've, I've tried to get back and been successful in getting routine and getting comfortable. And um, I feel like it's the, the, the time is good because I'm starting to come back and feel like, uh, you know, I'm getting myself in better shape and more comfortable. And it, yeah, I think it's going to pay off when I play these matches. Last question for you, actually, since we're talking about fall tennis here, of course. Um, you know, the fall season of the Pro Tour, I think that's kind of a, a season or a stretch of tournaments that divides opinion among fans, commentators, players, you know, really, you know, the importance of it, how much players put into it. You know, as a player, did you relish the opportunity to keep playing after the U.S. Open and to go to indoor events, um, and, you know, basically keep the tour going, or was it a thing where you really kind of desired more of a true off-season tennis? Uh, both, actually. Um, I think there should always have been and should always be more of an off-season. Um, I would have advocated and continue to advocate that Australia shouldn't be played until March. Um, and the February would be two, three months minimum when there's no tennis at all, in my opinion. Right. But having yeah. said that, uh, I always felt that there should be a majors indoor. Part of what I love to see is when uh, Wimbledon, and the roof comes up, and all of a sudden you're playing in essence indoor tennis. I think it's amazing, and it, there's something special, extra special, and about the sound and the excitement that it brings. And uh, Australia has been doing that a long time, and I think that's part of, part of why they've gotten themselves back to the level of, or at least close to the level of the other majors, and get all the top players playing. Where, especially in the beginning of my career, the first half or two thirds or so, uh, the top players didn't even play Australia. So um, the indoor season was actually, to me, more finals in Dallas, uh, the Masters in Madison Square Garden were important and more important than the Australian Open. So things have changed quite a bit, and um, uh, you don't see much indoor tennis. I think that's a, a shame in a way, but uh, that's sort of way that things are going now. And um, uh, that doesn't change the fact that uh, in tennis, people have to keep in mind that the, the ranking system is a 12-month system, so it does matter. Uh, for like a long finish of the year or a Federer to determine, you know, it's still sort of, 
hope up in the air to see who's going to be finished the year number one on the rankings for the year. And I think that puts it, gives it added importance in, in this year, but in general, more so than some other sports where you're just sort of finishing out the season. Say you're in baseball and you're not even close to being in the playoffs. You know it's going to be over, whereas tennis, this could pay off for you next year if you have a strong finish of the year. Yeah, it's, it's a sport unlike any other, I think, for a lot of reasons there. And uh, speaking of MSG, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you when you guys come to New York City here. Uh, once again, Power Share Series, and it starts this Saturday, 6 p.m. Surprise, Arizona. The Cancer Treatment Centers of America Tennis Championships presented by Sanderson, Border Lake. And, uh, John, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Hope to talk to you soon. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.